and welcome to Down the Alley. This is PMAC. And JP. And Katie. That was kind of weird without Ted. Not going to yeah, lie. That yeah, was a little weird. Ted bailing on us. Um, so, yeah, sorry, JP. We just kind of threw you in. <laughs> into a tough spot there, but, uh, but that's all right. Number got, two. Yeah, it, it felt, it didn't feel right. I'm going to be honest, Ted, we, we would like you back because I don't want to ever have to do that again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's is there rumors. Is he boycotting? Is he, is he, he didn't give me a lot of detail. Does he want a new contract? I, I don't know. I, he might be holding out. Um, you know, quite frankly, that I don't blame him. I guess that seems to be the new trend across you know, professional settings to just hold out for more money. Um, but I'm going to tell you what, Ted, I don't know how much more money we can offer you from the podcast level. You know, we're waiting for that big Barstool contract. Once we get there, which I think we will, but once Someday. we get there, then we can toss him in the bag. What do they I call it? Like a late, they call it like a late scratch or like, I know it's like a healthy scratch, but don't they have like something that's like really late in the game? They have a word for that too. He was a healthy, I, I, I assume healthy. I, again, I got minimal detail. I think he's a late healthy scratch. Late healthy scratch. Maybe but, they're clean. Maybe they're like vacuuming for Christmas Eve or something like that. I don't know. Sounded, <laughs> sounded soft. Anyways, uh, we have a special guest. We haven't had a guest in a while. So I'm actually pumped to get somebody. You know, I like talking to you, Katie. I see enough of you. JP, it is nice checking in with you. Uh, but it is seeing somebody I'm not related to and JP on the podcast. So um, with us, uh, I don't know all the different roles he may or may not have had within the prior Lake organization. Uh, I be- I'm pretty sure he was the president uh, of the youth association. Maybe he'll correct me if I oh, was. I was. Uh, okay. I'm getting the nod. Okay. I, I didn't want to just start this off just, yeah, no, I, I, I went president. I don't want to go VP and like try to undervalue you. So I just went straight to the top and then maybe work myself down. So, uh, but yeah, Steve Sasma uh, uh, has uh, uh, at least one lacrosse player, maybe two or three. I'm not sure, um, you know, depending on the time. But, uh, but yeah, Steve, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome down. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. And thanks for having me on. So, looks like or sounds like confirmed you were president of the youth association sure we can we can go into that uh right off the bat so um prior lake youth lacrosse is part of uh prior lake athletics for youth if uh if you know that name p-l-a-y so if i say p-l-a-y um i just mean prior lake uh youth lacrosse so every sport has a vice president which is in charge of the sport so i was technically vice president um but i was I ran the sport and I reported up to a, a, a season president. So the spring season president, I reported up to quote unquote. And they handled like all spring sports, right? Like track, I suppose it was track and like yeah. baseball, softball. Uh, they have track, baseball, softball in the spring. They have basketball, of course, in the wintertime, they have football and um, cheerleading and something else in the fall. I think they have, um, tennis going on i think in the springtime so there's 10 or 11 different sports that pla manages for the prior lake and savage youth Uh, hockey's not part of it soccer's not part of it they're their own independent thing Um, but pretty much everything else is through pla 
I heard How did you get into that? Were you just like, my kid plays, so might as well just, are you just like a natural born leader and you're like, I better step to this role? Or were you voluntold, as I like to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm really power hungry. So that's why I wanted to, to run the whole thing. Same. You know, um, so starting off, my daughter is currently a freshman in Prior Lake. And we were looking for something for her to do um, growing up. And she wasn't really into basketball. She wasn't into volleyball. Um, really kind of was a little bit swimming a little bit, but just looking for stuff for her to do. And this was in third grade for her. And PLAY had a, tri- a free trial lacrosse thing in the spring, which we still do. And um, it was, you know, let's go try it out. I had never touched a lacrosse ball at that point in my life. Uh, I didn't even know what a penny was where I grew up. And when I grew up, it was just a practice jersey. So they kept on talking about pennies and I had no idea what they're talking about. And so I wanted to help out and volunteer, and but I can't coach any lacrosse. I didn't know that if there's a difference between boys and girls at that time. Uh, and so I can't coach that, but I can project manage it. So I'll be the grade level coordinator for back then it was three, four, which is now 10 new girls across. And uh, did that for two years and was the next level 12 U coordinator. And then the president or vice president at the time, uh, so stepped down kind of unexpectedly and uh, she hit me up at our tournament and said, hey, uh, you want to be the vice president because you're the list of one and uh, we need someone to take it over. So so there's the voluntold part. And I talked it over with Stacy and, and the kids and all right, let's do it. So um, my first year as VP was uh, the COVID year, which was, which was awesome. Um, and then we got a full, uh, pretty much a full year in uh, last last year. Um, my term ended officially this fall, so I'm officially out of PLAY because um, my daughter aged out. So, right on. Um, just to dive a little bit more into what you did in the youth association, because we talked to different people around different cities and we've heard from different cities, hey, what's Prior Lake doing? You know, and, and Prior Lake has kind of, especially at the youth, you know, they run their tournaments, they, they, historically have had great numbers um as a volunteer what are some things that you've done um projects that you've helped with or led um you know what what are what are things what are the volunteers doing to help um you know help make the association successful and what other programs you know maybe should look into doing yeah um so you know the way we have it structured is is the vp is in charge of the sport and um, for us, it's boys and girls are under the same umbrella, which wasn't always the case for, for PLAY lacrosse. And I don't think it's the case in all associations. In fact, I think a lot of them are girls only and boys only. And I think combining them up uh, makes sense. Um, and so I have a boys director or I had a boys director and a girls director that was kind of responsible specifically for, for that, that group. And then we break it down after that. So there's a grade level coordinator, which I was before VP that kind of knows the ins and outs of how many teams and who, who the players are and who the coaches are. Um, and then there'll be team parents and that type of stuff too, for communication and, and setting stuff up. So we kind of break it down that way. Um, we also have a tournament director and uh, that person is in charge of running our tournament, which is our primary fundraising mechanism for PLY the cross. Um, and then we also have equipment managers for both the boys and the girls side. So my role going into the VP part of it was really, you know, trying to number one, put everything back together again after post COVID because we had a lot of turnover. The, 
year prior and the year of. So uh, I was a learning, especially in the boys' side, what went on because I I was pretty boy stupid uh, coming into the role. So I, I leaned on the the returning boys director, um, but just try to get everyone out, figure out what needed to be done, and then build up the team beneath me so that uh, they can take over the program as I aged out with my daughter. Uh, that was a primary role. Uh, a lot of talking with Miss Slacks for the girl side and YLM for the boy side, just, you know, what are the rules changes going to be? What are the, you know, how are the games going to be scheduled? What, you know, what's the setup going to be? Is YLM going to have all the B teams make it or they're going to have to qualify? You know, that type, that type of thing where, um, you know, PLAY is a voting member, just like any other association in each um, in each league, YLM or MS Lax. So, um, you know, go, participating, going to those meetings, you know, meeting some of the other program directors or presidents, vice presidents, whatever their roles are, and just, you know, how can we build up and grow lacrosse uh, at the youth level in Minnesota? Because as we all know, we're a non-traditional uh, area for, for lacrosse. Yeah, Specifically you said about like, kind of like learning the role and, you know, kind of being a voting member, just like the other associations are what do you think sets prior lake apart and you can be totally biased here but like people and people ask us like what is it about prior lake just because of our involvement like we're not we're not shying away from the fact that we're involved and stuff like that but like from your perspective what do you think it is in talking with those other associations of like that may have struck you being like well that's something we really do differently or just in your opinion better or maybe just something that sets you guys apart that has made has made prior like such a powerhouse um well other than than yours and pmax family you know we're not the cross savants here as parents like the blado family at large is but you know we have really great involvement from the high school programs and coaches specifically down through the youth level uh pmac you know that with casey uh katie you know that obviously with heather and jess and you know, for me, coming from a small town in Wisconsin many, many, many years ago, the high school coaches would never have known the kids' names in the youth program. Um, maybe the eighth graders, but, you know, never would have known like the third, fourth graders. And especially the girl side, Heather's out there coaching, you know, those girls and knows those girls' names literally as third graders. Uh, you know, Casey runs things a little differently, but he has coaches like, well, like PMAC who are going to know those kids' names all the way through and kind of lead and, and build them into the high school program. So, you know, it's a slightly different twist to it, but both coaches are very involved in what gets coached and the fundamentals that get taught and how they get taught. And I think uh, that's unique to us. I think it's important for us. I think more programs are doing that now but I don't think all are. And um, that's why I think that the high school program to have been so successful for us is the involvement in the youth program, just building that inventory of people up so that when one graduating class goes out, next one's coming up. And um, so far it seems to have worked in the last four or five years, especially on the boys' side. And I think it will on the girls' side here as well. I think you're right. I think that's what we say. We say it's the high school coach's involvement. And when everybody asks us, the one or two people that have asked us, it's like, you got to get your high school coaches involved in your youth because it's just been kind of the tried and true test of what really makes a program as a whole really successful. That's good to know. It's good to know yeah. hearing from like somebody else mm -hmm. other than just our opinion. I, I think that's that's the number one, two, and three reasons why it's, it's been as successful as it has been. 
I do too. Or yeah. So I was going to basically say everything Katie said, I think having those high school coaches um, involved in the youth program, having their hands, um, you know, on it one way or another has been huge. That started with Flack on the boys side. I think it's just continued on both boys and girls from there. And, uh, you know, and, and just like Katie said, when, when a program is, is talking with us, that's, that's the number one thing that, that I say as well is, you know, get your high school coaches involved. Um, if, if we as 36 are helping you, um, you know, one way or another, if we're running a camp or doing your captains, whatever it might be, I, I still want your high school coaches, you know, opinion on things or, you know, what, what do they want to see? Um, how, how do they want the culture or the program run? So, um, you know, I, I obviously work with prior, like a lot, I work with other programs too. And when I'm doing that, I, it's so, it's such a better and more beneficial experience when you get that high school coaches opinion, um, feedback, um, you know, et cetera, on what they want to see in their program. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that was a great way to kick things off. You know, we, we got other topics to, to dive into. Are, are you doing anything at the high school level now that your uh, daughter is aged up or uh, still TBD on, on uh, since she's only a Are you kidding? That's not even a question. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know. I clearly don't know. So, yeah. He's is the question. guy that, like I said, someone's like, you you got to, you're going to be doing the booster club, right? Like, I just yeah, I don't even so know, I, but I okay, know. My bad. I didn't want to assume. Gonna, you're going to be at the first booster club meeting, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no worries. Um, yes, I, I have, I am involved in the high school girls lacrosse high school booster program. Cool. Uh, I have two roles, actually. First, I took over from Scott Blado as well, lead one wasn't enough. guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm lead stats guy because I like spreadsheets and, and writing numbers down. So that really worked out well for me. And then I took over the role of a chillax coordinator, which is the fall league that the booster club uh, puts on um, this fall. And actually we just had our championship weekend uh, last this Sunday. So um, it was great. Um, it's a great event that this is our, this was our 10th year of doing it. Um, we get together a bunch of teams from all across the state. Uh, we had 16 teams this year across 12 different high schools and we play out a six, uh, six week regular season two games per week and then we have a uh, championship Funny. So that, that was that my next become. topic yeah, i know my question led right into that i couldn't I know. plan it's that out transition. you're a pro so ch chillax so tell us a little bit more about that is that sounds like that's on the girls side, girl side um, yep. is that uh varsity level is there a mix of kind of grades and teams or you know what, what what's kind of the the process there yeah, every school treats it a little differently. We open it up for grades eight through 12 and okay. every high school program or it's not really the programs, it's the high school booster clubs can treat it however they want. Um, Prior League treats it as we're going to have eighth through 12th grade. And this is like the first chance the eighth graders get involved in the high school program. So you meet some of the girls, you figure out what checking is. It's maybe a little more aggressive brand of lacrosse, uh, a little more intense, a little faster. Um, and so it's a way for uh, us to um, split up the teams, get to, get some new girls in, get have the older girls meet them and kind of take on start taking on a leadership role, and that's what how we treat it. Um, you have other teams like Eden Prairie, which maybe is more of their varsity focused team. Uh, Lakeville South had two teams, and they kind of split it up pretty even between their 
varsity and JV half and half. So they had two very, very competitive teams, which we'll get into. Uh, but then you have Chan, for instance, who is a powerhouse team in, in the high school league, but they had basically eighth and ninth graders. So, I mean, they're real young, real, some of them new, um, certainly just all youth. And yeah, it's a kind of a wake up call when you're going against D1 commits. Um, and so, you know, looking at the standings, if you look, check out our website, you're like, oh, Chan is, you know, like down at the bottom. Well, yeah, because they're all, you know, freshmen at the, at the, at the oldest. So um, it's kind of a mix all over the place. We have the traditional South of the River, South Suburban Conference schools. We have, um, you know, some that maybe you wouldn't expect, like St. Louis Park had a team this year, which is great. We had Minnetonka, uh, Chan, Edina, uh, South had two teams, like I said, North, Shakopee. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, we're, we're really happy with the turnout. We had, like I said, 16 teams, and we're, uh, we're shooting for 20 next fall. So we're really excited, and we want to keep on growing it and kind of make it make it a brand, like, yeah, that this is the, uh, you know, a fall off-season uh, league to do. Um, and this so it's it, official it, down the alley girls off season league. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you for the stamp of approval. No, absolutely. that really means a lot for our marketing. Yeah, no, definitely. Honestly, definitely. It is. Honestly, I was gonna, like it presenting is sponsor. Almost. Like, I think I was going to interject and say, like, the biggest thing I think, regardless of what you're doing, is do something. And I think it really grinds my gears when coaches of high school programs, like this is set up for you. You literally barely have to send an email. You could probably send a group me text now to be like, hey, do this. I think at one point you guys were kind of taking free agents yeah, to like yeah. get girls on random teams. And it's like, this is a foolproof way. It's scheduled. They have the dome space. They have the times. You pay a fee and you show up and everything's done for you. The fact that, and I'm not just saying this to say this, like I truly believe this, that the fact that not every high school, like in the, within a 30 minute drive of Savage Dome isn't doing this is just beyond me. Like I said, they don't, the coaches don't have to book dome time. They don't have to schedule anything. They have to send out something that's already set up for them. And it's a, and it's a league. It's fun. It's seven V seven for the girls, which is a really fast pace. You know what, if you're playing a fall sport, a winter sport, it's on Sundays, you can still do it. Even if you can't do any club, any high school captains practices in the fall, here's something that like, okay, even if you hate captains practices and hate practicing and hate training, whatever, here's something you can do. That's fun with your friends it's like two hours of your time or drive you know adding driving you're playing a game so like regardless of our interpretation of like game versus training and touches and whatever that's out the window like this is quite honestly a foolproof opportunity for any eighth through 12th grader to just like show up get their stick in their hands and like get a tiny bit better because they're just playing lacrosse like Talk about the like play Sandlot model that 36 preaches all the time. Like this is the creme de la creme of that. And you're the one organizing it and I don't have to do anything. So we, in fact, like schedule our 36 stuff around that. And in our parent meetings this year with our team 36 players, we were like going through our year schedule of like, okay, we're going to do fall practices. We're going to do a fall tournament. We're going to start training. And that leaves time for your chillax leagues. And I had people being like, what is chillax? And I'm like, 
you are playing in the Minnesota State High School League and you don't know what chillax is, like, you got to get on board, like, Google it. I don't know what you need to do. But we have specifically factored in our team practices around this and the Boys Winter League because, again, we don't have to do anything. As a club, we don't have to do anything. Steve just did it all for us. And like these girls are going out and they're just playing with their friends. Like it shouldn't be work. And like leading up to Christmas, it's great. Like that's my soapbox about it because I'm just like, it's organized. It's fun. It's fast paced. You don't even have to do, you don't even have to do a warm up if you don't want to. You could just show up and play 77 and leave. And, and they no usually do care. not, they usually don't do warm up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And my point, my point proven that it's just like, and here you are, and it's already all set in stone. The fact that these high school coaches, if they want to be competitive, one, we've just talked about, you got to be involved with their youth. Two, you got to send out chillax to your team. Even like your incoming, like you said, if Chan did eighth and ninth graders, great. Like they're getting to know each other. They're getting to know what it's like to play at that high school speed. I, like I said, we were talking it up in the, in the parent meeting. So I was really excited that we're coming on more to talk about it. Well, that was a great A rant. Great A rant. Thank you. It was pretty good. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. But pretty good. You stole about, you tried, you tried to steal about three of my questions. Um, So I I, I don't appreciate that, but great A rant. um, You know, maybe they'll use that for a commercial next year. um, You know, when they, when they promote the Chillax League, but I wanted to bring, you went high level. Love that. (laughs) I want to bring it back to the weeds, you know, di- diving into some of the details. Sounds like it's a 7v7 league. Where is it run? When is it run? Is it back-to-back games? Are you there all day? You know, kind of give me some of the the in-the-weeds details because Katie sold me. I'm ready to sign my team up. What what, what are some of those little details um, that you might expect, uh, you know, if, you're my, if my team's going to participate? Let's go. Go. Um, Sunday afternoon is November and the first three weekends in December. Savage Dome, Savage, Minnesota, two o'clock to six o'clock of the games. We scheduled out so you'll have two games back to back. So you're only going to be in the dome for an hour. And so uh, we have two fields going. And so there's two games, four teams per hour um, and get them in and out. Uh, next year, if we get more teams than 16, there are three uh, small sided fields at the dome in Savage. So we'll, we'll book three fields instead of two. Um, so it's, it's pretty simple expansion plan for us if you want to do that. And, um, yeah, that's why we're excited to do it. Uh, it's um, awesome. I agree with everything Katie says. Um, when I took this over, I'm like, oh, this will be a no brainer for coaches reaching out to them. Like most of them aren't even responding and some are and like, oh yeah, we'll send it to our off season coordinator, but she's new or, you know, doesn't really know anything. And, well, Hey, I'll contact and just tell me who it is. And I'll, I'll do that for you coach. And, and some responded, some didn't. And, and so some of the things we're, we're trying to do is, you know, how can we market this? How can we brand this? How can we get this in front of the girls and have the girls push their coaches to do it? Instead of, you know, random guy emailing high school coaches, you know, they don't know me from anyone, but how can we get the girls to say, yeah, we want to do chillax. Um, we need to figure this out. And so we're going to push it a little bit more during the actual high school season when everyone's captured, uh, captive audience and paying attention and excited about lacrosse. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. It's already booked. It's ready to go. Like, you know, watch for the registration to come out, you know, around September 1st. It's going to be in, you know, first week of November is when it's going to start out. So just get building that momentum and building that, you know, quote unquote brand recognition of what Chillax is. We've done it for 10 years. We might as well take credit for that and, and capitalize on that. And so that's that's just some of the stuff we're trying to figure out now as a board. You know, how do we do that to get 
to get even more players and more teams in. Nice. So what do you think are some of the like the naysaying and like the and the barriers to entry or, or just is it just getting a response? Is it understanding what it is? Like, what do you think those big barriers are? I think that it's are a little bit be, like people not doing it because to me, it's a no brainer. A little bit understanding what it is, uh, a little bit of um, it, it competes a little bit with the club scene and especially the the November fall tournament that every club does. And my daughter does it too. And so I, I'm a victim of that also. And like, oh, we have club practices on Sunday and then we're going to one or two tournaments and like, I don't know if we're going to be there or not. And so when we run the league, we, we're pretty laid back and we're pretty loosey goosey of, hey, we know everyone or not everyone. We know a lot of people have club. That's fine. We have these goal, the goalie list. We will help find a goalie sub. Just tell us when you need a goalie sub. We'll literally email out the goalies and try to coordinate, you know, subs for everyone. If you need subs for, you know, player field player subs, find someone else in the league. They have to be part of the league. But, you know, we had prior Lake girls that would play, you know, three or four hours just subbing for other teams. Why? Because we have a huge pool of girls and they're right here. So easy to do and captive audience. But, um, you know, if, you know, Chan, if you need subs, let me know and I can send the, send the bat signal up and we'll get, you know, get some girls from Rosemount or South or North or whatever. North had a huge team. New Prague had a huge team. Um, so they have a lot of girls. And so uh, that was a team I forgot in New Prague, which is good to see. Um, and so they have a lot of girls, so they can help us out. So we're pretty laid back. We're pretty chill, chillax about, you know, moving people around, whatever. We just want them to go out, have some fun, get the sticks back in the hands. You know, it's been maybe a month or two for some girls who haven't done it since the end of high school or more. And so just go out and play, play some across and have some fun with some friends. So I'm going to anticipate that I'm going to get some, some flack that I'm going to get some predictions after this question that people are going to be like, Oh, here's PMAC source. I can confirm. You can confirm. You're not my source. I am 100% not your source. You're not my source. Thank you. Uh, what are what are some of the teams that were in the league? You know who was looking good. I know I know you said it was a mixed mash of teams, but you know what what who caught your eye as not PMAX source? Because I can I, confirm you're not my source. I, I don't buy that. I'm just you were trying. What are you trying to do? You, you were trying to like go ago. viral on Twitter the week of Christmas or what? <laughs> you were trying to stir the pot. You and Ramona Singer of Real Housewives of New York City are trying to stir the pot right now. Yeah. Oh no, you're not my source. Oh, and everybody look away. Yeah. No. 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 Oh. I'm trying to get no, no, ahead no. of it. I'm trying to get ahead no, no. of it. Oh, you're right. You're no, trying to get yeah. Twitter followers. You're trying no. to get tweets. You're trying we to get We can talk about the, right the Twitter kerfuffle later if you want, but I, I was like cracking back on the source. So yeah, he I, no, I, no, no. He comes, he comes yeah, out that's how as Steve Sachs. <laughs> no, he comes out as his name. So he he comes at me and, and others. He doesn't hide behind oh. a behind a troll. So I, I had know. a fake account. I know he's a, a man account. enough to be and not a fake account, is what oh, he is. Now I think that confirms he's not my source because he's he's tweet. While my source is tweeting, he's tweeting at my source. So and I think nobody that, knows what we're talking about. Like me a week ago, like you got to get back on Twitter. Apparently, I still haven't logged back into my own Twitter account, but I don't tweet enough. But it sounds like I should because there's drama, and I live for some drama. Listen, if we can talk about lacrosse in Minnesota in December when like the heat of the hockey season, that's a win for everyone. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it's so true. If we're like generating buzz in lacrosse in Minnesota, yeah, you're right. When there's like hockey going on, I couldn't even tell you who was good in the hockey scene right now. 
You're right. We're winning. We're Not winning. Prior Lake, but <laughs> I, that's a different, that needs to be a different podcast. Cause that's, that's, a, that's, that's a way different here. podcast. <laughs> All right, so some of the uh, some notes from Chillax, Lakeville South, uh, they're going to be a wagon um, in the girls' scene this year. They had two teams split pretty equally, uh, half varsity, half JV-ish. From you know, looking at last year's roster, uh, they were the one and two seeds in the Chillax League, and in their uh, the top four bracket, they both won, and it was a all Lakeville South championship game. Unfortunately, uh, that website. doesn't surprise me. It pisses no, me and, off. It pisses me off, but it doesn't surprise me. Oh, I'm not pissed off. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm pissed off. <laughs> Can we confirm that Lakeville North got a dome? Lakeville North has a dome? That it's is being built. I think I can I can unofficially confirm it. Like, that's what I've heard. Okay, but then doesn't South need to get a dome, too? No, no, no. They, they find the happy medium point within the city. They both had to agree West. on it. I was like, Okay, oh, so like there's multiple one, they locations are doing a got shut down. I th- that's what I heard. I heard it. A, a I heard it too, and I was like, if this is gonna be at Lakeville North, does that mean because South is totally set up, I believe, for a dome, and they just don't have one. If anyone can call in, tweet was, us. Tweet us. Is tweet Lakeville getting some sort of dome? Because that would be huge for every program around. Okay, so Lakeville South. It was a Lakeville Lakeville championship. South versus South championship. Yes. Wow. So the, both their teams made the championship. Um, one of their South teams played Eden Prairie uh, in the semifinals. Great game. Eight to seven, you know, D one, D two commits kind of all over the field on yeah. both sides. Was Lindsay Wirtz in goal? I'm a big uh, Lindsay That Wirtz was fan. not Lindsay Wirtz team. That was Kate Bale's team. Okay. Shout out to Kate, who yep, shout out to Kate. was the whole source of the Twitter kerfuffle we're going to do later. She was. She um, was. It was her team against Eden Prairie. Uh, fans were loud. Players are into it. Uh, all of us volunteers and Prior Lake people hanging out were into it. It was it was a great game. Fun. And then the uh, the championship game, you know, could could have been a dud between the two two squads. It was ten eight. It was competitive. Uh, but Lindsay Worth's team ended up winning the sure, uh, sure. the sources miss goalie uh, uh, list. So yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think cool to hear that like the games are competitive and that the fans and the players actually care. Like, is that the case for all of the games, or is it just because it's like oh we're going to play this team in the spring. It's a semifinal. Like I'll care now, but is it like week two are we getting some duds and, you know, some kind of just no like uneventful games or people into Well, sure. I mean, you know, when, you know, the number one or two seed plays 15, that's not as, as intense. And um, so there are some, but then, you know, there's, there are four prior league teams and they all they're playing Rosemounts and Eden Prairies and the Lake Bills and, Tonka was pesky in, in the league. Uh, shout out to the source. Um, you know, so, yeah, it, it was a lot of good quality games. And then on Sunday when we had, you know, we had it broken down into the actual brackets. And so the co- competition was a little more level. All the games were pretty, pretty close and pretty tight. There weren't really maybe one quote unquote blowout, you know, that got a little out of hand, but every other game was pretty good. And it was kind of, it was good for all the teams to be, you know, in their pool and playing against teams of like competition. Cause that, that's more fun. And they're not getting rolled over, you know, 22 in a 25 minute game. It's, you know, it's eight, seven, and it's, it's a lot of fun for them. So yeah, all the games are pretty good and pretty fun and um, good to watch. So it sounds like a lot of the, the normal suspects. Um, mm-hmm. I, I heard a lot of common names. Uh, I heard you mention a new Prague had a big squad. 
Um, Craig had 18 or 19 girls. How they look. Um, I know that's an up and coming program, newer program. They're building things on the boys side too. Um, and is there any other, you know, maybe less common names to us, newer programs that were involved in the league? How'd they look? Uh, New Prague and St. Louis Park are probably the, the least expected names in the, in the group. Sure. Um, uh, both had great turnouts and great, great um, engagement with their players. So that, that was good to see, um, you know, not established programs like, like Eden Prairie or Rosemount, but, but growing and it's good to see them, you know, competing. Awesome. And, and I, I remember my daughter's team happened to play St. Louis Park, you know, would expect it to be blowout. And it, they, they, they came out with as many guns blazing as they could and, you know, made it as competitive as they could. And that was kind of fun to watch them get up for playing against some of these other teams that, you know, hey, they may not get a chance to play in just because of scheduling in the high school league, but you know they wouldn't normally think would, um, you know, just because of the way things work out. So it, it was fun. Um, Rosemount looking good. Um, I, like I said Minnetonka was always pesky. Every game I watched of theirs, and I was at the dome most of the time. Um, they were just they competed against everyone all the time. And um, Minnetonka. Uh, so Taka is the surprise pick. Uh, I mean. I, pick they were I, i'm not sure they're going to win state but um i think they they're going make some to, noise they're going to make some noise yeah they're going to make some noise i mm-hmm. like that i like yeah. that yeah i like that how do you feel like it's in terms of like so that chan nine eight nine team or whatever mm-hmm. how do you think it like how do you think they fared you know like overall where you're like this is a great opportunity for whether you're a d1 commit or you're an eighth grader who's never played lacrosse before you know, like, is there a happy medium or is this something, you know, I guess in terms of the future of it, this is a two term, two question, I guess, in one of like, is this something you think that should be catered more towards a varsity starters and or have two leagues of it? Or is this something that really was fit for eighth through 12th graders? Like, how did those eighth graders fare and maybe ninth graders even because they haven't technically played a season yet versus like senior captains or do the senior captains know their place? Um, I think a lot of the time the seniors know the bit and they're not just because of sheer momentum. Like, yeah, South is going to be the eighth graders 17 to four or whatever. Yeah. Um, But they're not, they're not going to run up the score to embarrass everyone. And everyone gets that this is, not the state championship. It is not even a real game. It's not a real thing. It's just, let's go have some fun, have it be slightly competitive just to get a little bit of the juices flowing. Um, but, you know, and, but then the flip side is it kind of starts to demystify things for the younger girls because like, okay, there's Lauren Sheets. She plays for Lake Fosal. She's going to Concordia. Um, yeah, she's really good. Now I kind of get that. And, um, you know, they didn't get that in, in Miss Lax, and that's not a knock on Miss Lax, it's just it's the youth rec league. But you know, it's this is what it means. And and we see that with our eighth graders. Um, you know, they aren't really, you know, some of them they're all seventh graders, some of them, you know, most of them are on the A team for for youth. And so it's like this is that was kind of a wake-up call. And yeah, it's a little bit scary because like the, the, the girls are driving there and you know, they've played lacrosse their whole lives. Um, but then, you know, if, if you have your teams kind of set up and this kind of goes to the offseason coordinators or, you know, the, usually there's a captain from the high school team on these, on these chillax teams, if they kind of, you know, at, take the coach's role and, um, take these younger girls under their wing. And, you know, obviously Chan wouldn't have that in the Chan example, but, you know, 
just kind of you know teach learn the ropes to these girls. Um, I think I think it's a great way to just to bring up younger players in your program and get them involved in a you know really honestly a low stress low pressure environment. Yeah, I like two points you made. One, um, you know, showing the younger players, uh, new high school players, hey, that's a D1 commit. That's a D2 commit. Like, that's where you want to be someday. That's what it is. Like, welcome yeah. to it. Yeah, that's a new measuring stick for you. Um, and then two, for the older players, giving them, like, a leadership um, opportunity. Like, start developing your leadership um, qualities for the spring. Um, you know, this is a good first introduction for the older players to kind of start that. Absolutely. I think too, like, okay, so here's another question as your role as like a youth director slash having a daughter transitioning from eighth grade to ninth grade slash now being in, in charge of like the high school, is this a good enough bridge from youth to high school? Is this the bridge that you may need to feel confident going into your high school season? Or in your opinion, do you think there's there needs to be something more? Because I think there's a big gap of like U14, even U14A into a high school. Like essentially some of those girls from U14A may go on to play varsity lacrosse in some of their programs. It's like, is there is there a bridge we're not tapping into that we need to tap into is this it well i i i think the short answer is yes and it you know we have our our chillax league there's a there's some other fall like early like in september fall leagues uh eden perry has a winter league that starts oh. in january that probably um they run it slightly different than we do a little more a little more structured and serious um that we have the prior league has a team in and it's it's a great i think a great way to get kids playing lacrosse to get introduced into the high school scene um we have captain's practices also um and those are great and everything but um this is you know no coaching at all um whether it's captain's coaching or uh coaches from other high schools or club coaches coming in um you, you could have a coach for your team don't get me wrong but uh, as long as high school um msh is all appropriate um and, uh, but I, I think it's a good way to you get out there, you know, to your point earlier, uh, you know, the sandlot type of idea. Yeah. You know, it's the dome type of idea instead. And yeah, we have a, a referee there that's, you know, refereeing each game that knows what the, he or she is doing. And um, you can have, you know, have some fun. And I don't know a better way to do it because you, you need to pound the wall. There's no doubt about that, but you also need to break it up and have something that's a little bit more fun. And I, I think this is a great way to do it. It may be then inspiration to go hit the wall or hit the bounce back or whatever. Um, and um, I, I think it's a great way to do it and a great thing to do. And, you know, it's, I'm sure catching up more and I'm, I'm sure there's stuff on the East side of town and the North side of town that's going on. I, I hope there is um, just because I don't know about it and not involved in it. I, I'm, I hope there is. And it, it seems like a no brainer to me. And uh, like you said, it's on Sunday. So high school league is not going on. Um, it's a great time to do it. I think you're right. I think that makes like such a good point, a good point of like, I think, like I said, like you got to do something. And like at 36, we get at this time of year, we get a lot of emails of like, my kid's a freshman. We want to play a spring sport. We're going to play lacrosse. Like here's my daughter. Here's my son. They're a freshman. They've never played. We don't have equipment. Do you do private lessons? And we're like, 
yeah, yes, we do. But like at the end of the day, lacrosse is a team sport and it's kind of quite honestly, if you're going into a prior Lake high school or any of these, these high schools that we've talked about, even a St. Louis park, even a new Prague, maybe who don't have quite the like, not to like chirp them, but maybe like they're, they're very much an established program. Like there are girls there that have played club. These aren't like brand new programs that if you're coming into these programs as a freshman, having never played lacrosse before, like you got to have something. And I applaud these parents for seeking that out to try to get their kid something to, to have and to hold before the season starts. And, and quite honestly, what I tell them if we can't work out a private lesson situation, or if they're just not quite ready to jump into our like SDP training, go to your captain's practice, go to your high schools, like winter leagues and stuff, because I think this is so much more catered. Not that we're not, but like, this is the fun part. Like, right. Like you gotta be a dedicated lacrosse player to want to come and do training. Like this is the fun stuff. Like you want to go and go just like play lacrosse and learn and just like be with that one buddy that you're friends with who you're going to carpool with, who you're going to go and you're going to sit by and put your cleats on together. And you're going to go like stand by on the sidelines because you're kind of scared. Like, I think this is so much catered toward that. And like, that's your team. If you come to our training, yeah, you're going to get like really great stick skills, but you may or may not be with anybody that you know, you may be kind of in over your head because we moved at such a fast pace because you're brand new. Whereas this, yes, it's going to move at a fast pace, but at least you're like playing lacrosse more in terms, instead of just like partner passing. And that's, and we tell them that all the time that it's like, in my opinion, I think it's a great bridge of like, like PMAC said, like, here's your, here's your ticket. That's what you're going to be going up against. It's great for those maybe B team um, JV players that are like, I really want to make varsity this year. It's like you join that winter league and you go out and play against those other girls who are on your competing teams, varsity teams and see how you stack up. And I think it's like, Hey, there's still three months that you might need to know you got to hit that wall more, or you got to go do something a little bit more. Maybe it's work on athleticism. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's just getting a little stronger in the gym. I think that's something that's really not talked about on the girls side. You know, if you're going up against a senior and you're a freshman and it's not so much a puberty thing in the girls scene, but like maybe she just has a whole, you know, 10 pounds of strength on you because she's been working at it for four years. Here's a great measuring stick in a fun environment that you can kind of like check yourself with. And if you need to do more, hey, you still got three months to do it. But we tell people all the time, like I said, who people come to us and are like, do you have what do you have for brand new players? And what we tell them is like, get to your high school, go to your high school, get into these winter leagues because these high schools are doing it for you. Like, and that's the fun part. And so I think it really is a great bridge and that people should be, like you said, these, these high school coaches should be just like factor it in to payments or whatever. I know there's some sort of barrier to entry with the payments. And like you said, the club scene kind of stuff, but it's like, man, this is, this is foolproof. If someone had something scheduled and organized, like you've got the two biggest barriers right there. Well, and Jess Jurovich and I were talking about this actually this, this weekend, like, Hey, you know, when she was in high school playing, there was no extra stuff. It was right. like your season yep. spring yep. and you're done, whatever. Not, you know, she and I are the same grad year. So I can totally attest to that. And she's like, 
we got this. We've got Eden Prairie League. Miss Lax is having on December 26th a like a four yep. hour, like five yep. to five thing. There's cabin fever. There's 10K Lax, which is a tournament Eden Prairie does in the fall. There's all these different a- opportunities to to do it that's that's not club related and right. and no knock on the club scene. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm part of it also through through my daughter, but there's lots of opportunity that is high school driven and and not necessarily club based to get kids playing lacrosse, which I I think is great. And they're all fun events. Like 10 uh, 10K Lax is a tournament that's seven v seven. It's outdoors. It's in September, and it's 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 a fun two days. And you know, it's the weather is usually starting to turn. So, you know, don't know if you're supposed to wear a sweatshirt or shorts or not, but, um, you know, it's a great time and and there should be more of that. And, and, um, we're we're happy to be part of, part of that, that story. That kind of leads me to my next and one of my last questions. Um, another, another question I hear from, um, parents, uh, specifically, well, I, I help advise Prior Lake, but, you know, I hear, you know, from parents or coaches and things from other uh, programs as well. You know, what, what's Prior Lake, what are you guys doing? Um, Sounds like you guys just finished up with Chillax, you had a winter league. What are you doing um, otherwise to prepare for April 1st, that start date of the high school season? Yeah. So before Chillax, Chillax starts the first week in November. Before that, we had a a captain's practice for the girls uh, and, and it was one time per week it was just you know basically stay in touch with each other and leading into chillax um prior like we'll do the eden perry league which is monday nights um and they're also we also have captain's practices starting in january um and they go three times a week tuesday thursdays and saturdays i think um so uh, you know when people think that's crazy um and maybe it is but that's that's the the, the appetite um, that there, there's appetite there that we definitely get girls registering for it. Um, and so if you're not doing a, a winter sport, if you're not a hockey player, or a basketball player, um, you know, it's an opportunity or outlet for you to keep in shape and keep in contact with people and, and keep, uh, keep the stick in your hands. For those captains, I coach the boys who coaches or who runs the girls. Uh, the Rosemount head coach was coming in uh, and doing the, the fall captain's practice. I honestly don't know what the plan is for the winter. It's it's not Fair my, I, I don't run that. So it's not Fair my, enough, my yeah. vote, but, well, I was just wondering. Um, just wondering. Yeah. Typically um, Heather likes uh, multiple coaches. Okay. Um, Kind of her theory behind it. I've done plenty of them. Her theory behind it is kind of getting as many different coaching modalities as you can. Um, And so you're not kind of, you know, focused on one person coaching you in the off season. Um, and so I think she has typically how she does it. I'm not supposed to like expose her on this, but it's just kind of a sign up. She'll send it out to the coaches she wants to be involved and you can do kind of a limit um, of like a couple. So she's and got a variety of coaches. And then coaches. she'll send you more if she needs help with more. And then if, if there's no coach in that hour or that day, the captains run it and she'll connect with the captains and, and like, just say, here's the girls who are signed up and the captains are expected Um, you know, part of the rigorous captainship program at Prior Lake is to come up with a practice plan and get the girls who are attending through a practice. No, I love, I love that plan. I I think it's uh, awesome getting different coaches in there and having your captains run it too. Um, And that's kind of similar, kind of different than the boys side. You know, I try to get different coaches in throughout the off season. 
to for the same reason get different voices and and different ideas you know involved and 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 thrown at at the players um so so they do a winter league and they do captain's practices a few days a week does that pretty much run up january 2nd through april 1st or um overtake there's i think it ends mid-february then we'll have another registration for the the february end of february through march version of it and then that leads into the high school league season awesome no that's awesome um yeah that was just something i had written down um as i get asked about it um and i just like to hear it or you know have people be able to hear it from others like hey these are parents volunteering this is what the parents are doing these are the programs that are being run um you know and then that eventually leads to you know what's what's going on so so yeah no, that's cool last question about chillax besides 20 teams what's kind of your hopes for you know next year short term and like long term i guess in the four years that um your daughter will be a part of the program um yeah 20 teams is is i think the next the next goal um we're trying to figure out like i said earlier we're trying to figure out a way to get the girls to to do the promotion like you know we can make a chillax instagram account wherever or hashtag chillax but if we can get the girls like talking about it and get the buzz going and growing up that way kind of grassrootsy that's way more interesting than than me tweeting yeah. about it or what was the trophy it? or the the whatever uh there are some 2021 chillax t-shirts um check us out on our website you can see lakeville south proudly displaying them uh top of the page top of the chalks page right on. Uh, all you have to do is just get a pair of like lululemon leggings as the as the like winning team well, it's not a, it's not a bad idea to have a tra like a, a traveling trophy or like a you know trophy. I I, I uh, I'm gonna take that one under advisement. I kind of like that idea. You can see my trophies behind PMAC. Trophies are kind of fun now. Like trophies are kind of fun. We're in a yeah. virtual world though. Like gone are the days of just them collecting dust. Like those things are on display. <laughs> What's the like new the thing? Get, make a NFT trophy. I don't even know how those things work, but you know, can you what make a trophy NFT? out of the NFT? What what is that? JP probably knows. He's kind of smarter than me. No, no one knows what NFTs are. What People is NFT? Like they, they're like pictures that for some reason cost money, but they're all online, so you can screenshot them anyway. I I don't get it. I don't like I it. it. I'm a little bit afraid of it, but yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah. They love whole... those stickers. They love you can make your own stickers and like put them on your water bottle. No, these are like... so much stupider. These are so much stupider. And, and oh, so okay. much more expensive. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Hey, like, we have a WWE belt for our yeah. like I don't know if girls will be into that or not, but I don't know, think so. That's my recommendation. It's worked out well for us. There's gotta be something. We'll, yeah. we'll come up with something. I, I like the idea. I like the idea. Well, that's all I got. Anybody else? JP, you know, I've kind of hogged the mic. No, I, I I thought you guys did a good job. I I to be honest, didn't know much about you know, everything that was going on, you know, so it's cool to just kind of learn a little bit more, almost kind of feel like I was a, a listener. So I think I've learned a lot tonight. So anybody who gets on this podcast or listens to it tomorrow, who doesn't really know much about Chillax or, you know, the kind of the girls side of Minnesota lacrosse, they're going to learn a lot. Um, so, yeah, so I'm all, I'm all set. Awesome. Well, 
Steve, thanks for uh, our ending oh, question. Steve, ending question. Sorry, we haven't had a guest on in a long time. I know. I was like, I was waiting for, for like a top ten yeah. list or where what's, I eat. Uh, what's my so, favorite restaurant or whatever? Uh, well, the the classic ending question is, um, you know, what's what's your alley? Um, you know, how I guess how do we how do we ask? Yeah, what's what's your alley? So um, it, it's if somebody was like, oh yeah, Steve, like that's right up his alley. Something that you're passionate about, you know, lifelong. It, it could be something you're just fired up about as of right now. Lax or non-lax, like it family. Could be lax, like non-lax, you know. We totally you know, off, the, off the rails here. You, you, you've heard our podcast. We talk about non-lax stuff every week. So you can take it any direction you want. Uh, the floor is yours. Uh, probably my alley would be, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I used to be in the golf scene a little bit and play a lot of golf, some marginally competitive, low level local amateur stuff. And, and now as I kind of grow out of that and I have a son, he's, he's kind of getting into it. And so that's, that's becoming my golf alley is, is chasing Jake around and, and watching him learn the game and play the game and be passionate about it. And so, um, you know, become, you know, being, being a father and, and, and seeing what your kids like to have and like what they like to do and what they're interested in. Um, my golf passion is kind of transferred onto him and, and he's into it. And so it's kind of, it's fun to watch that, um, him to make the same mistakes that I made as a kid. Um, he's much earlier into it than I, I was, but yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the passions I have. That's awesome. That's cool to hear about my, my parents and I are a lot like that with golf too. So it's a, it's a cool sport. If you're looking to get into it with, you know, your relatives or something like that, it's a good way to bond. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, not, this is not a golf podcast. There's plenty of those, but like, you know, I bond, my dad is a golfer and, and we still play in like local tournaments together, like up in Hayward, Wisconsin. And, you know, he goes up with his buddies. I go up with my buddies and he's been doing it for, you know, 50 years. And, and now I've been doing it for 20 years and it's just a lot of fun having that. And, you know, you, you have a, a drink or two and you go play some golf and the golf ends up not being the important thing at all. It's just hanging out and, you know, being at the cabin and, you know, sitting down by the dock afterwards, just talking about whatever. And, and that's, that's really, uh, it's, it's corny, but yeah, that's, 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 that's golf, golf school like that. For I love me. That. Golf is a yeah. very much like a longevity sport. I love that about it. Yeah, Both have a cool to hang out. Played a lot of golf together. So <laughs> I think that's super cool. Good. Cool. I love it. Is he, where does he like to play in the summer? Does he play around here? Is it like, like the par nines or whatever? He uh he plays a lot at Braemar. They have a par three yeah. course at Braemar. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's all par threes and uh he does that. He loops that quite a bit. He plays at Cleary Lake, which is a yeah. par three course here in Lakeville slash Prior Lake. And yeah. um uh, he does that and he does a couple of little junior tournaments and those are kind of all over the place. And, you know, I'll go out and play and he he's pretty much up for playing whenever, wherever, all the time. So love it. no free ads, but that Cleary Lake one, you went to like the twilight. What did you pay for that twilight one? PMAC one time you got like after five and it's like cheap. I don't you know. loved it. 10, 10, 20 bucks, something. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. No free ads, but that uh, Cleary Lake one is, is a good course. Great dog yeah. park there too. We love their dog park. Awesome. Well, uh, Steve, thanks for coming coming down the alley with us. Thanks for rocking the t-shirt, uh, representing the brand. Yeah. Oh my oh my gosh. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> love it. I didn't even notice that. 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the plug, Chillax. Um, thanks for letting me crack back on, on your source a little bit and him picking two goalies from one school in the goalie of the year race. I kind of like that idea and um, should be a fun spring coming up. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully some more engagement. Yeah. Well, last question, if you want to participate, we were going to do our favorite Christmas song of all time. Favorite top Christmas song. I have Christmas mine. song by Nat King Cole. What? The Christmas song by Nat King Cole. You came out of the gate just like it's, it's ready. He was ready. He was ready it's for it. Nat, it's just, I don't even think he knows who Nat King Cole is. I don't know who anybody is. He doesn't Nat. know who that is. <laughs> That's a great. Okay. 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 JP, what's yours? Um, I've been still giving it some thought. I, you know, I honestly, I, I kind of hate Christmas music. <laughs> so... <laughs> Because my problem with it is that there's no new Christmas music. It's all the same stuff every year. What about Pentatonix, Kelly Clarkson, um, Backstreet Boys have a song, Jonas Brothers have a song, and so does Hanson. Those are all people that like made music 15 years ago. John Legend, so, Kelly yeah. Clarkson, eh. Justin Bieber, eh. Ariana Grande. I just, you know, there's a reason we don't listen to it the other 11 months out of the year. Oh, my gosh. It's not that good. The Twitter headline right now is JP hates Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, literally. He's the Grinch. JP's the Grinch. Put it out there. (laughs) My favorite song. I'm sure most of Twitter thinks that. But, yeah, I might be anti-Christmas. You're, it sounds like (laughs) I hope you get cool. That's (laughs) quite the hell to die. It's like our dogs. (laughs) How about you, P-Mac? Uh, Katie, what song did I tell you? Was- <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> uh, Paul McCartney. Uh, Wonderful oh, yeah. Christmas time. Wonderful Christmas time. Specifically the Paul McCartney one. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I asked him who, he, who Paul McCartney was and he said he didn't know. And I was like, do you know who the Beatles are? And he said, yes. And I was like, he was in the Beatles. The band's bigger than any individual. I know I'm going to go off the, completely off the rails here. And it's actually a pentatonix version of Joyful Joyful, which was in Sister Act Number 1, Lauren Hill, Whoopi Goldberg. And they redo Joyful Joyful, which was like the big finale song at the end of Sister Act 1, which is an all-time favorite movie of mine. And it's really good. And again, it's all acapella. Download it. No free ads. Um, I actually saw a really funny meme about pentatonics. And it was like this guy running at you really fast. And it was like my eardrums waiting for pentatonics. Because it's kind of like you can't avoid them during the Christmas season, whether you like them or not. I like them. I watched the show that they got their fame from, like OG 2007. It was called The Sing-Off. And so I think I'm kind of have a little soft spot in my heart, but they came out with Joyful Joyful by Pentatonix. Somebody's featured in it, but it's the cover of the Sister Act 1 finale song that Lauren Hill sang, and it's a bop. And you I cut eat. off. You are cut you cannot off. Cannot not you're, dance. You're pretty intense it. about this. I have this to say. Is the, you are cut off. You're gonna Thanks love it. Coming down there. You're gonna island. love it. Our tree has eight different light settings. I love Christmas. Thanks for having me, guys. This is <laughs> off the rails. Thanks for coming down the alley. Have a merry Christmas and every other holiday going down. You guys too. Thank you so much. Bye, Steve. See ya.